Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks for joining us for Growing in Grace once again. Mike Kapler, my name, along with Joel Brzezinski. We're here to give you some good news each and every week. We take about 15 minutes on our little podcast here we call Growing in Grace and hopefully give you something that you didn't have before you listened to the program. Joel, I, I, I listened to that last one we recorded, and I can't remember the title of it, but I did listen. And uh, there's some really good stuff in there. I would encourage anybody to go back a program, check it out if you ha- haven't already, and share it with somebody because we talk about some real basic fundamental stuff in regards to what the gospel really is. And it's not a bunch of religious gobbledygook. It's stuff that will actually bring life to people. And uh, people sometimes get in, in a state of mind where they think of religious things, churchy things, Jesus things, and they, they lump them all into the same ball. And sometimes they have a negative view of it. And hopefully we can break some of those molds some of those mindsets. Joel, good to be with you again. Yeah, good to be uh, with you too, Cap. It is good news that we're talking about, and yeah, the uh, the gospel itself is good news. That's you know the title of that last program was "What is the gospel?" We asked the question, which we've asked many times here on the program, "What is the gospel?" Uh, because so many people have so many different ideas when they hear that word. It's really fun. And interesting, and I think it is, really is, I think the word you used was life. It's life to people when we uh, talk about what the gospel really is. Uh, We've been contrasting over the last few weeks the Old Covenant versus the New Covenant. Uh, Just real briefly, the Old Covenant, let me put it this way, it was a good covenant in that it was a covenant that God made. Uh, There is nothing wrong with the covenant, so to speak, itself. But it did have the one problem, and that problem was that no one could keep it. And 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 God knew that. He knew that all along. But what I'm saying there, then, is that even though God put that covenant out there, God is the one who did it. It's, you know, man didn't decide to have this covenant with God. God put it out there. But the fact that we couldn't keep it and the fact that that left us guilty before God, that was not good news. And so, as we made the case a couple weeks ago, a new covenant was needed, and it ended up being something that was good news. The good news revolves around the fact that it's not about man's righteousness. It's not about what man can do to get right with God, as the old covenant was was about. But this new covenant is all about God's righteousness, uh, the fact that it's been given to us as a gift. And uh, if you contrast man's righteousness, which falls so short of perfection, with God's perfect righteousness that we've been given as a gift, then I think it's easier to understand that it's definitely a good news covenant that we're beneficiaries of, Cap. Yeah, you know, a lot of people um, sort of view the old and the new covenant before we get into some other things we'll be talking about here that we left off with last week. The old versus the new again here. If I were to go out and buy a Honda Accord, let's say I, I get the LX version, It's not the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the models of the Accord, but it doesn't have some of the features that the the higher models have. So I get a a Honda LX. That's like the old covenant, right? And some people view the new covenant as like a Honda EX that's got some more features, some more options in it, but it's still a Honda Accord. 
Joel, the difference between the old and the new, uh, we're talking about the old covenant is more like a horse and buggy, and the new covenant is like a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not just an upgrade. It's not just a better covenant. It's a new covenant to the point where the old has been made obsolete. And so sometimes people just think we, we're, we're, we're in some sort of an upgrade. It's an entirely different thing. And uh, I like what you said, though, about the Old Covenant. There was nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the law in and of itself, the law perfect and good. It's just that it has no place in the lives of us Christians anymore, which we'll talk more about that down the road. Last week, we left off with the fact in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, we talked about how God, his righteousness, had been revealed and gifted to us. And then, Joel, Paul goes into a dissertation uh, before he picks back up on that point in Romans 1, 16 and 17, where he said, we have been made the righteousness of God in him. His, his righteousness has, has been revealed. And then he starts talking about some stuff in regards to uh, the law and, and our need for this new covenant. Yeah, that's right. And uh, just you know, before we get into that, if you want to look at your Bible, if you have a Bible in front of you, or if um, after listening to our podcast uh, you want to get a, a Bible and look this up, look at Romans 1, 16 and 17, and look what it says. As as we've uh, mentioned, it's it's all about God's righteousness. God's righteousness was revealed in the gospel. It's all about his righteousness, not ours. And then check all the way ahead. I'm going to give something away here, but um, it's We'll work this out in the end, but then check ahead to Romans three twenty one, and Paul. What happens is, like you said, Cap, Paul gets into a kind of a dissertation after mentioning that the gospel is about God's righteousness revealed, not man's righteousness. He goes into some other things, and then he comes right back to it. But it's it's a you know a couple chapters later, basically, where he says, "But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed." You know that's Romans three, uh, actually Romans three twenty one. And so in the meantime, what's all this stuff in between? You know the first part of chapter three, all of chapter two. I'm backtracking here, and the the last part of chapter one, he gets into some stuff that often I think people confuse as being. Paul talking about the gospel, but he's not. Starting in Romans 1.18, Paul says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. What in the world is Paul doing talking about good news, talking about the gospel, and then all of a sudden he starts talking about the wrath of God. Well, he has, if you read all the way through that, again, from Romans 1.18 all the way up to almost the end of, of Romans 3, he kind of backtracks and says, here, this is what I'm talking about. See, it's got to be about the righteousness of God. It can't be about the righteousness of man. Now, he doesn't say it in those words, but then he get, he starts talking about that in, in that in-between section. So we'll talk a little bit about that today, I guess, Cap. Yeah, partway, what you just said, Partway through Romans chapter 1, all the way through half of Romans chapter 3. So for about two chapters, Paul almost acts like a lawyer here and starts to make a case for the fact that we have fallen short of God's righteousness. He just mentioned his righteousness, his, not ours, his righteousness has been revealed through Christ and now revealed in us, by the way. And then Mm -hmm. for two chapters, he kind of looks back and starts making the case Uh, using the law to show us that we have all fallen short of this righteousness of God. And then, as you said, 
picks back up. It's almost like, Joel, you, you could almost, I don't want to be misunderstood here, but if you were to eliminate those two chapters where Paul starts talking about the Old Covenant and our falling short of meeting its expectations, if you took that out, you would have Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, which I'm turning to right now. Can you hear the pages ruffling? Yeah. Anyway, so you can't I know hear Joel that just uses online Bible. Bibles because right. he's such a geek. <laughs> totally. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. And then Romans 3.21, but now, after making a case that we've fallen short, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. Picks back up again. It's almost like we had a commercial there, a really long one for a while, uh, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. This is what's so cool about the way Paul writes. But unfortunately, so many times when we're reading the scripture, we just pluck verses out here and there and we paste them up on the wall or we spout them out of our mouth and they might not have anything to do within the context of what Paul was really talking about. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it is, it's, it's so important to us to make this case. And like I said, if you're reading from Romans 1.18 up to, uh, uh, you know, halfway through Romans uh, chapter 3, uh, it, this is going to sound not right to some people. But again, we're trying to make this case here. We're trying to help people understand where we're coming from. But those words of Paul are not the gospel Again, it's Paul making a case for the fact that man's righteousness was filthy rags. It couldn't be about man's righteousness because, as he says in Romans one eighteen, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. And, you know, that's everybody. That includes the unrighteousness and ungodliness of everybody. And again, that's not the gospel. Again, Paul is backtracking. He, you know, he says it's about God's righteousness, and, and then he goes into here's why it can't be about man's righteousness, and that's Romans one eighteen through three twenty. You know, all these things in Romans one, the second half of Romans one. If you're not familiar with it, there are uh, there. Well, there's one. <laughs> There's one section of it in particular that people really like to uh, like to rip out of there, talking about uh, how for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of, of woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. So many times people zone in right on that and say, see, see, see. And they, you know, they talk about how, how terrible homosexuality is. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I'm not making a case for, homosexuality here but what we're saying here is that if you read all of this if you read all this paul lists so many other things here again all of the unrighteousness all of mankind god gave them all over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting being filled with unrighteousness sexual immorality wickedness covetousness maliciousness full of envy murder strife deceit evil-mindedness whispers backbiters and so on and so forth you know if we're going to be judging other people upon all this you know then we've got to of course point the fingers back on ourselves but again that's not what paul was trying to do with this was it cap no, and in fact, in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, before he gets to verse 21, where he talks about righteousness again, he says there, and he's quoting an Old Testament passage here, there is none righteous, no, not one. 
There is none who understands, none who seeks God. Paul said that. So there it is right there in the gospel. There's none righteous. But again, Paul's not talking about this now under the new covenant. He was talking about something under the old. There was none righteous, but now we've all been made righteous through faith and belief in Jesus Christ. This is what makes this so exciting. But again, the first part of Romans 3, Paul's still looking back under the law, everyone pronounced guilty and, and falling short of what was required. So there was none righteous, but today we as believers are righteous. But it's not, it's not my righteousness. It's mm -hmm. not based on how well I perform. It's simply a gift. It's a part of the new nature that I inherited through birth, through the new birth. Exactly. It's, it's a new nature that it had nothing to do with my own righteousness, had nothing to do with how well I had overcome any of these things that Paul talks about in Romans 1. It doesn't have anything to do with me. Those are the symptoms. If you, if you read the second half of chapter 1 of Romans, these are the symptoms. But there's nothing that we could do to overcome any of this. And in fact, and let's pick up on this next time because we're out of time for this one, but if you look at the second half of Romans 1, all these things that were wrong with mankind. Uh, and then Paul leads up to uh, perhaps what we'll start off with next time here on Growing in Grace. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. See, he wasn't saying... This is a list that we're supposed to follow to make sure that we're righteous. He was saying, this is the thing that if we're going to judge one another based upon these things, then we're only judging ourselves. He goes on to say that. And so we'll pick up with that. With that. Uh, and again, leading up to not the uh, bad news, but the good news of the gospel that is talked about in Romans 1.17 and then picked up again in Romans 3.21. So more on that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.